Okay, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to this. Um, today, I was doing my morning meditation and journaling, and the topic that I was working on today in my um, journal was debunking self-worth myths. And honestly, I did not plan on speaking about this topic today. I had something else in mind. But while I was working through some of these self-worth myths, I thought that a lot of these are probably universal. Like I, I think that a lot of us might be, at some point, have thought these things about ourselves, about self-worth, about self-love and its journey. And I figured, why not debunk these self-worth myths together today? Because sometimes it's a little bit easier to convince yourself that it's okay to not it's okay to think certain things because you're not alone in thinking them. A lot of us think the same things as you, and that just makes us human. That just makes us who we are. Yeah, let's debunk these self-worth myths together today. Okay, so the first self-myth that we are going to debunk is it's impossible to have self-worth and not be selfish. And this one is so important because I think the whole stigma behind self-love is that it can be extremely selfish because in your journey of self-love, no one else really matters as much as yourself. And you are investing a lot of time, energy, love into yourself. And a lot of the times, that love and energy might have been going elsewhere prior to the self-love journey. And now that you're choosing to invest all of that into yourself, it can be perceived from others as it being selfish. And this is the first one that I want to go ahead and debunk because I know that a lot of us choose not to do as much self-love as we would like to because of the stigma of us being perceived as selfish or us feeling like we're being selfish. I know for me, this is a huge reason why I, growing up, lacked a lot of self-love and that was simply just because I didn't I didn't want anyone to see me as somebody who is selfish to see me as someone who put my needs before others and that's a whole issue on its own to be honest but I was always told that I was so selfless extremely helpful giving and all of that and I kind of based my self-worth around that idea. And because I based my self-worth on helping others and made that my almost mission and purpose in life, I didn't ever help myself. And so today we're going to debunk this myth by kind of rewording the statement to something that's a little bit more positive, a little bit more accurate and encouraging about self-love. And so in my um in my journal there's the statement it is impossible to have self-worth and not be selfish and then underneath there's a line and we are going to change that statement together right now to be something that is a little bit more accurate a little bit more encouraging of self-love and a little bit more self-compassionate so what i wrote is taking care of myself is not selfish and that is a huge blanket statement taking care of myself is not selfish. But I think that it really debunks this myth because 
if you aren't going to take care of yourself, who is? And I know that's kind of like a open-ended question because it you could easily just say, well, I'm taking care of my friends. My friends take care of me. My parents take care of me because that's kind of the nature of the relationships there. Like a parent takes care of a child. But in reality, you should be able to take care of yourself. You should be having all of your needs met without the presence or without the addition of anyone else in your life. And this goes for everything. This is not relationship related. This is strictly just your self-worth, your loving yourself, your self-confidence, your the way you like your ability to think about yourself. All of that should come from you. And then anything else outward of you is just an addition to all of those things. And I think the the root cause of this myth is that in a lot of worldviews, it is encouraged to be as selfless as possible, to be as giving as possible, to give unconditionally, to love others unconditionally. And in a lot of like religious worldviews, that is how you are a quote unquote good person. That is how you are a, for example, good Christian, you know? I think that these stigmas have a lot deeper are a lot deeper rooted in society than we may think. And so when now the idea of self-love is coming along, it's a lot more it's a lot more progressive. Self-love is a very progressive idea because it's going against everything that we were kind of raised to believe. We were raised to believe that in order to be said good person, you had to just be as selfless as possible, give unconditionally, kind of put yourself at the bottom. And while that is not the worst, you know, that's not the worst worldview to have, it definitely gets challenged by this idea of self-love and now putting yourself at the top. It completely changes and alters the way you perceive things. And so I think this first myth kind of shows us and it kind of brings to light how deeply rooted this self-love perception is in society and how a lot of the time it does get perceived as selfish. I know for a fact that times in my life where I've chosen to do things that benefited only me or benefited my mental health and I didn't really fully consider how others might take my decisions, they definitely could see me as someone who was selfish. For example, wanting to just do my own thing, do some self-care, isolate myself, and just do whatever makes me happy, like binge watch some TV shows and not necessarily go out with other friends or hang out like we were supposed to just because I didn't have the social battery to be around other people. And that to others can be seen as like, oh, she's a flake. Oh, she's just like, she's not fun. Or she just, she never wants to hang out with us anymore. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy for others to receive your decisions on choosing yourself and choosing what's best for yourself as selfish. So this is a lot 
deeper and deeply rooted in like society and how we kind of perceive things. But I encourage you to not necessarily hold other people's opinions of your own self higher than your own. If you know this is the best decision for you in this moment, for your mental health, you don't have a social battery, you don't want to do something, don't force yourself to do it. Listen to your body. That's your body telling you that needs aren't being met. And if other people perceive this act of you actively choosing yourself, of you actively choosing to love yourself as selfish, as annoying, as she's a flake, he's a flake, that is on them. You know, like you've made a decision now and if you're okay with it, who cares what everyone else says about it? Who cares what others now are thinking about you because of this decision that you made? As long as you're happy with it, as long as you know that you made the best decision for yourself, who cares about what everyone else thinks? By the way, I didn't even say this, but the name of this workbook is Self-Love Workbook for Women by Megan Logan. You can find this book on Amazon. It was not very expensive, very cheap. So um, if you want to, I would 10 out of 10 recommend this workbook for those of you who are wanting to enrich your self-love journey, start journaling. It's guided. It's, it's a really fun workbook for women. And I'm sure there are great ones out there for men. And if you guys need suggestions, I will do the research for you. Anyways, moving on. The second myth that we're going to debunk today is I should love others more than myself. And we briefly touched upon this in debunking the first one. But this blanket statement of I should love others more than myself is huge. Because not only does that statement like at at a first understanding, like a first glance understanding, just seem it just seems wrong. You know? <laughs> and maybe maybe this is just me personally because I have done so much work in my self-love journey that now this seems like pretty blatantly obvious that this is not true or accurate at all. But I know at some point in my life that I 100% definitely believed this to be true. And this kind of goes back to what I said earlier about our fundamental world of views that love should be given unconditionally to others. For example, love your neighbor as you as thyself. Whatever that statement is, I, I butchered it probably. But these fundamental beliefs that you must love other people unconditionally kind of takes that love of yours, your love, and turns it outward. And there's not a lot of room in that statement for love to be placed inward to your own self. And the problem behind this myth is the more. I should love others more than myself. That's the problem in this myth. If it, should, if it just said I should love others and myself, <laughs> that wouldn't be as bad because obviously, yes, as a member of society you should love others and those around you like equally like you know like don't don't be a horrible <laughs> human being and just you know be a, a very malicious person that's not what i'm saying here but where the issue arises in this statement is more than myself 
the love that you give to others should never be more than the love that you give to yourself. And that's a lot easier said than done just because it's easier. And I think the way that we understand love, it's always related to someone else. Like showing love in a hug, showing love in physical touch, showing love in showing up for a partner, a friend, showing love in dates, like that type of stuff. All of that acts of love are involve another human being. So it's kind of hard for us to understand that you can give that same love to yourself. It might look differently, but that same level of love that you're giving to others, you can give to yourself. For example, instead of hugging someone else or hugging yourself, <laughs> you could maybe take a bath with some candles, relax your body, relax your mind. That same kind of chemical release when you're hugging someone and hugging something, you can get from relaxing your own body in that way in whatever shape or form that may look like for you. For me, taking a bath or just sitting and relaxing with some candles and like all of that type of stuff will instantly release whatever stress that I'm feeling. And so in another instance, showing love through showing up for the person you love, like showing love by support in, in a sense. Easily you could give to yourself and easily the things that you say to another person, whether it be friend, family, partner, you could easily say to yourself and it's a lot easier to say to others than it is to say to yourself. And what I mean by that is if a friend were to come to you and say, oh, Crystal, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done the things that I've done. And I feel really bad. I feel guilty. And, you know, like I, I just messed up. I effed up. It's so much easier for you when a friend comes to you like this in this position for you to just be like, it's okay. Like, you know, we're human beings. We make mistakes. It's okay. You have a lot more compassion for this person. You, in fact, validate them, validate their feelings, and you just make sure that they know that they're being supported by you. Now, that same energy you should now give yourself. It's a lot easier for us to be open-minded and supportive to other people, but when it comes to ourselves, all of a sudden, we don't feel like we deserve that same self-compassion and respect back and validation back. And this one is going to be a little tricky for, for us to just practice and introduce into our lives just because it is a little uncomfortable in the beginning. But I encourage you to use that same verbiage to yourself. If you make a mistake, don't be like, don't start telling yourself I'm a failure. I'm a terrible human being. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be forgiven. I just deserve the worst in life. Because now you're telling, you're being a lot harder on yourself than you would someone that you love coming to, if someone you loved came to you with the same circumstances of whatever you just went through, if someone else came to you that you love, you would not be talking to them the same way you just talked to yourself. And 
this is where the idea of self-love can be tricky from this myth that you should love others more than you love yourself. So now you're holding yourself to a completely different standard than those of the people that you love. And I think that's wrong. I think that's not okay because I think you deserve to be valued. You deserve to be validated. You deserve to be understood and felt compassion for even when you make mistakes. In fact, even more so when you make mistakes because it would be more concerning if you never made a mistake in your life. Because first of all, who are you? <laughs> like, You must be an alien if you've never made a mistake in your life. And that's why it's so important that you start practicing showing yourself the same compassion as you're showing others. You should not be giving more compassion to others because it's not you. I'm all for holding yourselves to high, higher standards, to high expectations because you value yourself. But in the same sense, because you value yourself, you have to understand that you're human. You have to understand that you're going to make mistakes and that it's okay. Talk to yourself the same way you would talk to your best friend. I know that if my best friend came to me and she had gone through something and made a mistake, I would be a lot more compassionate to her than I would if I made that same mistake. And that's why we have to practice self-compassion because it is so important for your own self to be able to confide in yourself and to be able to feel like you got your own back. And that if I make a mistake, it's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. My friends are not going to beat me up about it. We're going to pick ourselves up. We're going to grow from this experience. We're going to move on. And a lot of the times when we make mistakes, the only person holding us back from growing from it is ourselves. Your friends aren't judging you. Your family isn't judging you. The outside world probably couldn't give a shit. But we are holding ourselves back because we don't feel like we deserve to be forgiven or we don't deserve to move on and be happy because of we made said mistake. So I encourage you to have the same compassion for yourself as you do to your best friend, to your family, to others. Use that same compassion and turn it inward. Use that same love that you give to everyone else and turn it inward. Okay, the next myth that we're going to debunk is I must help everyone else before I help myself. This one. This is the one. I think a lot of people can say at some point in their life they've felt this way or they've felt this. And I know me personally growing up, this is probably the best way to describe how I viewed everything everything. Like I had to make sure I checked up on all my friends, my family, made sure everything was okay. And then if I had maybe a smidge of time left, I would see if I was okay. But before I got to me, every single person that I cared about, or even, even if it was strangers too, literally anyone else in the external, in my external environment, I made sure they were okay first. And then I made sure that I was okay. I was so low in my own priorities that 
for a good amount of time in my life, I wasn't even being taken care of by myself. And it's easy to do, honestly. It's easy to forget about yourself because when you're in an environment, what's around you is what you're seeing, it's what you're living. It's a lot easier to take what's around you at its surface level and kind of absorb that environment. It's a lot easier to see things because it's happening in front of you. It's a lot harder to see what's going on inside you because you can't really see yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like for your friends, your friends will probably notice your behavior changing before you do because they see you and you see them and vice versa. You see their behavior changing before they do. And it's a lot easier to analyze the external environment, analyze what needs to be met for them, what my friends need, what these strangers need, and try and fix that and not do that, not have that same value to yourself. And this has to be debunked because it's, it's just, you, you will never be satisfied if you take care of every single person that you care about before yourself. And I would argue that it's a lot more destructive for you to go about it this way because by you taking care of everyone else's needs and neglecting your own, you aren't fully helping these people to the best capacity that you probably could. And what I'm what I mean by this is have had you taken care of yourself first? Had you made sure your quote unquote cup was full? you would be a lot more use to others. You would be a lot more helpful to other people because you now took care of yourself. You now are at your fullest potential. Think about it like that. Think about it as we're all cups. If I am at a quarter of a cup and I'm now pouring into every single person that I meet, my cup is going to run out so fast, so fast. But if I'm at like a full cup, if I'm like damn near at that rim and people need me, I have a lot more to give. I have a lot more compassion to give. I have a lot more love to give, understanding, patience. And that's only because I took care of myself first. And with this example, I'm not saying that you pour yourself into your literally empty again. That's not the case. But it's just a visual for you to see that when you're at your fullest potential, that's when you're able to help the people that you want to help. That's when your presence is a lot better, honestly. You're probably giving better advice. You're probably being more supportive, more understanding. You're adding more because you are already taken care of. You are already fulfilled. So... Let's debunk this one, please. Let's debunk the idea that we have to take care of everyone else before we take care of ourselves. In a lot of circumstances, this is harder to do. For example, if you are taking care of a family member that's ill or you're in that kind of caregiver position, not necessarily by choice, but because of the circumstances, obviously you have to now take care of that person because they not only depend on you to survive, but that's damn near your job. So 
in instances like that, I know these are like very extreme instances, but I would argue and say that you still can take time for yourself. You still can make your own life enriched and take care of yourself before having to now pour a lot of your energy and time into someone else and take care of them. So try and remind yourselves that you are a lot more useful to other people once you take care of yourself. And I think that's sometimes the problem in relationships is we think that we're not fully whole right now and that the presence of somebody else is going to fix that. And that's how codependency starts. That's how destructive coping mechanisms start is you're not going to find, nobody else is going to fill that cup until you fill it yourself. And that's just going to be the most productive way for you to heal is if you do that act on your own and you fill your own cup and then you can help those around you. Okay, so the last myth that we're going to debunk is the idea that people who love themselves are conceited or narcissistic or not selfish, (laughs) cocky. People who love themselves are these things because you see them and you see that really nobody else matters. And maybe this comes in the form of self-love talk and saying like, wow, like I am that girl. Like, you know, like don't play with me. I'm her. Like, you know, these types of conversations, these types of verbiage that people use is just a way of people showing that they love themselves. It's verbal affirmations, reminding themselves that they do deserve these things, that they are these things, that they are strong, they're beautiful, that they love themselves. And a lot of the times, society can see people like this and be like, damn, she's full of herself, or damn, he's full of himself. Like, they're so conceited, all they care about is themselves. And I think that this is one... There's two sides of this. One, I would argue and say that if someone saw another person loving themselves, and I'm not talking about people who who literally are like narcissistic, like that's literally a psychological term and disorder. I'm not talking about people like that. I'm just talking about people who choose to exude their confidence, to choose to live their life like they're the main character. You know, there are people like that who aren't narcissistic. And I would argue and say that it's because they love themselves. It's because that they have done this self-love journey and poured poured themselves into their own cup and just fully became aware of who they are and what they want in life. And so their now external persona is giving off very much confident energy and I would argue and say that people who choose to comment on this confident energy and kind of tear them down in a sense or try to belittle this confidence probably lack confidence themselves or kind of see this behavior and subconsciously be like, damn, I wish that was me. Like, you wish this was you, huh? But like, 
actually like they wish that they had that same confidence same self-love and because they don't they choose to belittle other people that do have it because they're not there yet so if you are someone who is a little bit more confident than others and you are being told these stories that your confidence is now you being conceited cocky whatever remind yourself that you know we all started somewhere and just because they aren't in the same place in their self-love journey as you are show them compassion it's 99 percent of the time it's never personal it's never a personal attack it's just now a reflection of this other person's view of themselves so show these people compassion and have patience i know it's easier said than done but that's one side of the story a lot of the times when people choose to comment on other people's confidence it's because of a lack of their own and then the other side of the story is there's a difference between self-love and conceitedness i think i think there there 100% is a line and there is a difference and you know i think that it's different for each person how they choose to love themselves what they say the verbiage they use how they carry themselves it's different for each person but i will encourage you to remind yourself that self-love doesn't necessarily have to be you going around and being like yeah uh-huh put some respect on the name like i am that person i am her i am him and like kind of like throwing that idea out there if that's how you choose if that's what your self-love kind of looks like go for it but i feel like a lot of the times it is more unspoken than it is spoken and at least towards the outward community just the way you carry yourself will show others that you love yourself by the decisions you make will show others how much you respect yourself how much you love yourself and it'll be a lot more unspoken than it is spoken but i'm all for affirmations i'm all for words of affirmation you know self reminders you know because sometimes you have to literally speak it into existence fake it till you make it if you will but i think it's also important to remind yourself that a lot of self-love for others perception of it will be unspoken it will be in the behaviors that you do because you now love yourself because you choose to prioritize yourself and whether that be moving differently or doing different habits that you once didn't do either way the behaviors you choose to do the way you carry yourself will exude self-love and self-confidence and i also still encourage you to use those use self-love verbiage towards yourself and remind yourself that it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to be human like you are human you are going to make mistakes you deserve to feel validated your feelings are valid and all of these self-love kind of verbiage 
still use for yourself. Remind yourself of these things daily. Remind yourself that it's okay to not be okay. Remind yourself that even the baddest of baddies have bad days too. And it's okay. It's literally normal. In fact, embrace it. Embrace the fact that you are human because that's what makes everyone so unique and special is through the mistakes that we all make, we grow and we become better people. We become stronger people. We become more, our lives become more enriched. And I know wholeheartedly that I could say every time I made a mistake or decision that wasn't probably the best decision to make in that moment. I have grown. I have gained insight. I have become a better person. I have enriched my own life by making these mistakes. So embrace the messiness. Please embrace the messiness and don't don't beat yourself up about it. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel lost. It's okay to wake up and be like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel today. I don't really feel like doing this. I don't really feel like going through my daily routine that you usually do. It's okay even to feel a little numb. You know, just be aware of your emotions, be aware of your behaviors, and move accordingly. And I encourage you to have a little bit more self-compassion for yourselves. Have a little bit more patience with yourselves. And embrace the fact that your journey is not going to look perfect. And that's okay because mine's not perfect. Your friends aren't perfect. Your peers aren't perfect. Celebrities aren't perfect. And... The people you idolize probably aren't perfect. Nobody's life and nobody's journey is perfect. So remind yourself that when you make a mistake, when you're feeling down about yourself and you're beating yourself up, remind yourself about that. Why is everyone else allowed to make mistakes, but I'm not? Why are you telling yourself that story? Because you are, you are allowed to make mistakes just as much as the next person. And it can be so easy, easily to forget that you also are a human being because a lot of the time people hold themselves to a lot higher standard than others, which is okay. But remind yourself that you also deserve compassion, patience, love, forgiveness. And however that looks like for you, do it. Remind yourself these things. And pour into your own cup first and i promise you your life will be so different from how you're moving now if you aren't fully like embracing that self-love journey and by no means am i saying that after this podcast you guys have to buy four different self-love books on amazon start just cutting people off and just you know that this change is not going to happen overnight it can take years to develop this nature of self-love Whatever your journey looks like for you, great. 
you're still choosing to choose yourself and that's the number one thing that's the most important thing that's all that matters is that you are showing up for you and i know that future you baby you is thanking you for showing up for them so that's all that i have for you guys today in our little self-love talk and this goes for everyone this is not only for women I think that's another stigma that needs to be debunked is self-love is not only for women. It's for men. It's for everyone. No matter how you identify, everyone deserves to love themselves and everyone deserves to feel good about themselves, feel good in their own skin. And I think that we should start normalizing this a little bit more, that self-love is not only for women. Self-love is for everyone. Every human being deserves to love themselves. And yeah, so if you were listening to this and you were were a male, uh, I encourage you and I will remind you that you deserve to love yourself as well. You deserve this more than just as much as the next person. Self-love is not gender related it's not um i sexual identity related it's it's just everyone deserves self-love so thank you so much for listening in if you're still here i really appreciate it um this was definitely (laughs) definitely a more spontaneous podcast literally just happened came about 10 minutes before i started filming So I appreciate you all listening. Thank you so much for coming back. And I will see you guys next week for episode six. Have a great rest of your day.